1: No my Heidi, my core henna a wing away and you're listening to that's the ticket uh now i'm very pleased uh to be entering the beyond section um, As I like to call it Of That's the Ticket uh, And getting the inside scoop On a show outside of Kere Kere Roa Hamilton Today, Cambridge is coming to us As I catch up with a few cast members From The Importance of Being Earnest Which is currently running at the Gaslight Theatre It's my pleasure to welcome Friend of the show, Janine Swainson Back to That's the Ticket And uh, new guests, Nigel Slaughter and Steph Gibson-Muir Killed ora team Kia ora, yeah. toe. Oh, great. It's like, I feel like a principal where I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, good morning class and you guys are all there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was beautiful. It was all, it was relatively in sync as well. And it was it, a ni- <laughs> nice mix of like Qantas, good afternoons. Like it, was, it was great. But um, thanks for joining me today. I feel like, I don't know if it's, I mean, all the kind of social media algorithms and stuff are all... I'm probably in the right zone. But all I've been seeing on my social <laughs> socials is this play. And, like, I'm, I feel like I said that like it was a bad thing. It's a good <laughs> thing. <laughs> but um, you guys have not long opened, right? And it seems uh, that things are off to a uh, swell start, would we say? I think we would. So we opened yeah. on
2: Saturday and mm. then we had the matinee on Sunday. Um both pretty full of not entirely sold out shows, so yeah. and lots of good feedback so far from the audiences. So Yeah. Yeah, we're having a very good week so far.
1: That's good. That's good. And um friend of the Well, She's t- friend of the show is the term I use when people have been on That's the Ticket. Um, your lovely director, Tracy, is yet to be a guest on That's the Ticket, but I'm going to give her an honorary friend of the show. She tells me that your um, ticket sales are going swimmingly, that you're about a, a th- what yeah, was it, Nigel, a third?
3: two-thirds sold, yeah. which is pretty good for this stage in the, in the season. So yeah. probably looking for, certainly selling out the last kind of week of shows. Yeah, if, so. if
1: not more. Um, if not more. If you're We're not driving. Not extra shows. I'm careful. <laughs> True, extra shows. Uh, we, we everyone loves know. to hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you're not driving right now, tickets are available at uh, the Gaslight Theatre website. But um, yeah, just pull over. Um,
3: <laughs> we'll just stop.
1: But I mean, I guess uh, what I always like to ask at the top of the show is kind of like about the play. And I feel like this one's hard because, again, who I am, I'm very aware of this play, what it's about and stuff, but I don't want to assume that everyone's in the same boat, because like, yes, it is a classic, but that doesn't mean everyone kind of knows the text by heart. I mean, you guys probably do, right? Pretty well, close. I think most well, of us
2: came to the project because we were all such big fans of the play. Yeah. I say most of us.
1: Yeah.
3: Pointed
1: Wait, but, so, so we're saying Nigel's not a huge fan?
3: I was um, tormented by it as a child in okay. school, so yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones where I like really hated it when I was doing it at school. So I kind of left it in the bucket of things I didn't want to do. But,
4: but you're not, loving it now,
3: though. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. loving it now. Yeah, completely. <laughs>
4: <Yeah,
5: laughs> yeah, Here we I mean, are
4: <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> now, um,
2: Bit of yeah. a one eighty. Yeah. No, that's not, not promo idea. for the show. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah,
3: so I came back to it, and, and it's. Um, I think when we did it as uh, as kids, it's really quite complex language. I mean, it's 1895, Oscar Wilde language, very playful, very in-depth, very sort of uh, convoluted and funny, which we just didn't get as kids. So we're just reading through it and it's like not understanding it at all, not getting the comedy of it. And now we've completely got the comedy of it and probably out the other side, um, um, really (laughs) enjoying it, being on stage um, and playing with it. It's been a lot of fun. And I think that comes across, certainly comes across the audience, the extra bits that we try and add in now.
1: Oh, extra bits. Bold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Me talking like I know. Uh, <laughs> no, I just talk to people, uh, a lot of people, about a lot of theatre, but that makes me feel like I'm an expert, but really I'm just a podcast host. Um, <laughs> but I was saying to uh, Steph before we went on air today that I'm familiar with the play because I actually, it was one of the texts we studied when I was at university a few years ago now, um, <laughs> But I did a comedy paper at university and uh, yeah, we studied the importance of being earnest and I was like this slaps because I I did Oscar Wilde at school but we were in like Lady Windermere's fan territory whereas I feel like the importance of being earnest is like debatably better Well, it's, I think Ernest is considered his
2: most famous and most popular yeah. and beloved play so yeah, it's one that a lot of
4: people know yeah, or um, if they don't know yeah. it, they've heard of it. Yeah, or well, they've least. heard
3: of the the big lines.
1: Yeah, you know, there's
3: some famous lines. Even if you've never heard of the, you know, don't know the plot of the play, you've heard about the handbag.
1: Um. Okay. I wanna <laughs> I want to get into the handbag. Before we get into the handbag, um, is anyone up for giving me a little kind of like summary, brief? Tell just tell me what it's about without being spoilery. Uh, oh, there's essentially two. Two, the two
4: male leads mm. um, falling in love with two girls and finding that they have to pretend to be someone else to fall in love with, to have these ladies fall in love with them, um, all centred around the name Ernest.
1: Okay. Yeah. That sounds like chaos is going to ensue almost instantly. Oh, it does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's, it's the classic, like, you know, um, we're going to be pretend... To be someone we're not, and then immediately it's just going to be hilarious because yep. the audience are going to be sitting there voyeuristically watching, um, you know, everything fall apart, but ultimately mm. have a happy ending. Yes, mm. That's what we aim for, and um, I do want to stress it as a comedy. No, absolutely, mm. it's a comedy. very like, much old timey comedy, <laughs> but old timey comedy of the highest order. Mm. And um, can we circle back to the handbag? <laughs> Because uh, you know, I've just been waxing lyrical about how I'm like. I studied this play, and I'm like, am I missing something?
2: <laughs> well, we've named
1: our handbag yeah, for I a know, start. So. Of, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it normal practice?
3: No. Wow. Well, it's normal it's for us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything in my house has a name, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we named all the foxes too. We right? did. Just okay. I feel like there's too many questions. <laughs> 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 Not enough time. So, like there's just, there's a handbag in this play
3: so there's a handbag in this play and it is central to the plot and leads to you know adding the extra layers of comedy we've got the sort of mistaken identity things mm. going on so that kind of it's a be a bit of a plot spoiler to reveal how that all works, but it kind of all gets revealed at the end.
1: May I ask who is playing the handbag? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, eh? (laughs) But I guess that's a nice segue into who each of you are playing. Don't all tell me at once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, I'll start with me then. Yeah, let's go. Um, So I'm playing
4: Gwendolyn. So I'm playing one of the girls that are, are falling in love with Ernest. Okay. Um, and, yeah, my character's very sickly sweet. I've had to tap into my nicer side
1: <laughs> <for> this one. <laughs> There's an almost pained expression. Pained, yeah. I'm like, "Crack! it must be hard work. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Oh,
3: it's okay. hilarious.
4: It very, yeah, it's, it's over the top sickly sweet, but it, it
1: works well, I think. For mm. I mean, sometimes you just need a bit of, like, over the top, you know? Yeah. and Yeah.
3: And that's... We have a lot of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Janine's here, so I'm expecting. <laughs> gonna... Yeah. Um, who are you playing, Janine? Uh, so I'm
2: playing Miss Prism, who is the governess of the other young lady, Cecily Cardew. Um, and Miss Prism is not the best teacher, um, but much like the other young ladies, most of her thoughts are on the gentleman that she quite fancies.
1: Okay. All right. We were talking um before we went on air that like because i've had janine on the show quite a few times in the last span of a year and every time you walk into that the ticket i'm like what is it now <laughs> and then it's, it's never a role i ex- i expect
2: well according to tracy um basically i'm playing myself but in victorian times which i don't know if i fully <laughs> agree with
1: Wow. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: but um yeah that's where from our director comes
3: from now
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't See, know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about that either, because I'm like, I can't imagine, like, old-timey Janine. Well, like, Victorian Janine is pretty old-timey.
2: This is just older timey <laughs> Yeah, like the
1: 1890s. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. I
2: do wear my own personal corset, so I guess that contributes
1: to the whole okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, none of this mm. is... That's not too surprising <laughs> for <No>. me, personally. No. <laughs> Um, Nigel.
3: Yeah, I don't get a corset, unfortunately. He could if you want no, one. Because okay. yeah. <laughs> so I'm playing um, Dr. Chasubal. He is a um, a priest. He's a vicar. Church of England vicar. And very um, traditional. And the um, the love interest of Miss Prison.
1: Okay. Hmm. All right, I see it now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, like, okay. Did you guys... Have you guys worked together
2: prior to this? Not on stage but no, we were both off. involved in doubt um, okay. at the gaslight uh, recently yes, so yes. we do know each other it's not being completely new
1: I mean that's always it always kind of makes it fun and again it's testing your kind of ability to pretend <laughs> <laughs> yeah in real life we really hate each other yes. I don't know why I'm going straight for the savage today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Oscar would approve do I bring it out to oh, yeah. you or something yeah you can no, I feel like when I've had you on in the past I've been yeah. far nicer, Janine. Yeah. But today I'm just like it's Janine and guests, mm. so I need to make the worst possible impression <laughs> to Stephen <and> Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> but um okay. And I guess I I wanna briefly touch on other people involved in the show. So I've already kind of name dropped Tracy a few times, your lovely director. Tracy Barlow. Uh, oh, Tracy Riddle. Riddell now. Tracy oh, Riddell. Gosh, we're Congratulations. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um Anyone else, uh, I was going to say anyone else of note, but you're all of note because you're, you, you, you're all out there, like, doing the play. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyone else you want to name, drop? Um Let's
2: name them all. So playing Cecily uh, is Catherine Wilde, who has also been on the Gaslight
1: stage before. I want to interrupt and say, if you name anyone who has been on that, the Ticker, I will interject and say friend mm. of the show. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I would expect nothing else. Um, And then playing Lady Bracknell, which is every actress's bucket list role, is Sarah Young.
5: Friend
1: of the show, I think.
2: Must be. be. Surely. Or I've definitely
1: talked about her on that to the ticket. Um,
2: Playing Jack Worthing is Alexander Norris. Who has also <laughs> been in a few other <laughs> to to
3: well, See, I don't know
1: who has and hasn't no, been on the show. I mean, show. so far, everyone you've named. Future like, friends of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
2: I don't think Hannah actually wants me on anymore.
1: <laughs> like, let's, let's limit it to
2: once a year. No. Okay, fair. Um, playing Algernon Moncrief is Jared Waldridge.
1: Friend uh, of the family. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and then playing the bachelor, Merriman, is David Lumsden.
1: I don't think I've had David yet. No. But friend of the
2: family. Friend of the family. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and playing the other butler, Lane, is Liam Dobson. Okay. Some very oh, yeah. familiar names.
5: Mm.
1: Um, shocked that I haven't had as many as I thought <laughs> I'd As soon as I said that, I knew I was going to drink it. Um, but Hamilton and Cambridge, Cambridge's Finest, it sounds like. It's a great crew.
2: It's a very good it's cast. It's a really good we're, cast. Yeah. We've we, all gelled really well and we're just having so much fun with it.
3: And we had a bit of a short run up to it as well. So I think mm. it's very helpful to have people who have kind of, well, one, most of us know each other from yeah. various plays in the past anyway. And then we kind of all know what we're doing. So it kind of makes it a bit easier to cram and play into, in rehearsals into a short space of time and, and, and get it on.
1: Yeah. Mm. And it, it sounds like everyone's done stuff at Gaslight before. Have you guys all? Yes, yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Well known um, mm-hmm. on those boards at least. But hey, um, there's always great stuff cranking out gaslight. So I'm kind of glad that I finally got a gaslight show and that's the ticket. <laughs> I feel like I might have had one before, but now I'm drawing a blank. So let's see how many people <laughs> I can like not remember in the space of one episode. But it's um, probably a good time for me to break for a cheeky song so I can stop digging um, this hole that I'm in. But um, I... Janine probably knows this. You guys may not, but I always try and go on theme. I'm right. so, I've been thinking all day. What mm. are the songs going to
2: be? Because yeah. I've, I've come up with blanks. I can't really think of much.
5: Yeah,
1: there's not much from um, 1895 <laughs> 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 on Spotify. <laughs> I looked. That's I so actually looked, <laughs> I thought about it, and I'm like, but it was always really just like, just a lot of like lutes and stuff, <laughs> oh or my like God. A, like a harp, and but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've gone for a, an Elton John track, uh, oh. purely because it's called Oscar Wilde Gets Out. Oh, cool. So it, it feels okay. fitting. Like I don't know if you guys are familiar with the song, but you're um, about to be. Mm. So uh, yeah, enjoy, fam.
6: his heart like crucifixion is. Shop enough. When they paid to hear you talk Baccarat and champagne flutes Tobacco from Virginia
1: That was when Oscar Wilde goes out. Uh, banger from Elton John, vaguely related um, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, today's guests, who are um, all featuring in the importance of being earnest by Oscar Wilde, uh, which is running at the Gaslight Theatre in Cambridge uh, now. I guess you, you guys are back on stage uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Morning. Yeah, Wednesday the twenty second. What time is the show? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah, that's a classic. Sometimes, I mean, now I've just gone completely off topic, but I'm going to keep going. How do we feel about our 8 p.m. show start?
3: So this one will be a nightmare because we've got yeah. three acts and two breaks. Yeah. So we're just dragged. Two breaks. Two breaks, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you need that after Janine. No, I'm
3: kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm not even
1: in the first act. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we have to get people prepared. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of alcohol.
1: Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. helps. Yeah. <laughs> bit of break from the handbag um <laughs> <laughs> crikey but no i mean some, i'm in two minds because like i'll do a bar this play but like sometimes if a plays an 8 p.m start i'm like yeah okay but if a musical starts at 8 p.m unless it's like cabaret i'm like it's too late yeah, <laughs> yeah i you know i need to be awake when this starts Um, but yeah, there's, uh, the segue that no one asked for. Um, but like back to, um, the importance of being earnest and I want to try and, you know, earnestly plug this show. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the only one. We'll see. I don't know. I do love a good pun, but, um so you know obviously you guys have been opened but i do want you guys are open but i do want to kind of look back at your guys rehearsals and Mm. i I always kind of like to ask like how long were you working on this one i always just like to assess how long it takes Mm. people to get a show gig fit
3: six seven i don't know
1: when did doubt close that was the last one that
2: closed At the nineteenth of August, I want to say. Yeah, so it still so, about uh,
3: week after. Soon
4: that. after that, I don't okay. remember um, having much of a break. Let's put was, it that way. There was quite a few of us that were still in in sho- other shows, in other yeah, shows so. and like for the first
1: two weeks yeah. mm-hmm. of rehearsals. That so sounds probably, great for your director. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job she loves us. <laughs> 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 she must no. no. <laughs> Okay, so you know you start in August-ish, August-ish, <laughs> August, and, August. <laughs> um, and you know now we're in November. So I don't know—is it a quick turnaround? Is it an average that turnaround? Like it. Yeah, no, I mean it's like a
2: long show. There's a lot, yeah, to, lot <clears throat> to learn and pack in, and yeah, three
3: acts. So for yeah. the for the two guys, there's a lot of lines. It's really dense mm. text, so it's not. Um, yes, yeah, some of it is that dense, convoluted language, and so like, Lady Bracknell and Sarahs just got the most complex language to to try and learn and memorise it. There it's are a few task.
2: peculiarly difficult oh, lines.
1: <laughs>
3: the word peculiarly is I just like how you say it normally, but every character apart from, well... Do you I, not have one, do yeah. yeah, doesn't have, have one. No. We've all got... No, no let's got say it was fine on radio. That's what we... <laughs> <laughs> so, Nigel, one. you're
1: going with pe- peculiarly. Pec- peculiarly. It has to have We all well, are. A, we all
3: are. We're all peculiarly... <laughs> Troubled by the word peculiarly. Yeah.
1: That is a hard one. I always find similar, similarly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing.
3: It's the same thing.
1: You know, and I don't know why, again, I just said it on radio, because I'm like, let's hear everyone else hear struggle to say this word.
3: We ended up applauding each other when we got it right.
1: Yeah. If yeah.
3: More often than, or less often than we'd like. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because there's one thing having to say, you know, when dear listeners when we say dense language we don't mean boring we just mean like it's it's a very wordy show is that apt yes it is lots of playful yeah
3: yeah it's it's complex and playful and so the language he's using to kind of represent different sort of i guess archetypal characters from the era so you know he's saying a lot by just how the the characters are I mean, that's how I mean, most things go, but here he's like really pushing it out there and mm. pushing their language to the extreme.
5: Well,
2: it's really frilly language, isn't yeah. it? It's still very understandable. We're not talking Chaucer, Canterbury tales. No. Yeah, but <laughs> no. it's just extra words than people would use these days. I think
3: it's the task for us then to make that seem fresh and, and modern rather than it feeling like a, kind of like a turgid old period drama. We're there to try and bring it all to, to life and make it fun. Yeah. And try and make it like it's. Real, how people are talking now. So that's been part of the fun of getting there—is just getting into the language to the point where it feels natural.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing—is often when I'll go see a Shakespeare. Like for the Mm. first two minutes, people will be talking, and I'll just be sitting there, being like, "What?" And then it takes a second for my brain to just Mm -hmm. like—it's like a switch—and then I just click into like the context and everything just magically comes. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense, oh, but... No. it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just for a second, you've just got to, like, get in the world of the play and you That's you're like why fine. I say when,
2: when people say, oh, I don't like Shakespeare, I don't understand it, I ask them, well, did you sit down and try and read it or did you see it and hear it and yeah. experience mm. other people saying it because it's so different.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, because the difference is body language and, um, you know, the intonations in people's speech and the way people, you know, even the difference between, like, a Shakespearean monologue and a scene where there's people engaging with each other is incomparable, you know? And, uh, I mean, it's great to hear that you guys are trying to kind of, like, ground it in the way you talk, Mm. if that makes sense. Um, But, I mean, looking at your rehearsal period, like, with... The language and stuff, was it a sort of you got to read before you can walk, before you can run, or did you just <laughs> jump straight in?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, again, a lot of us knew the play. Yeah. yeah. So we did go in with a decent amount of base knowledge to work for them.
3: So unlike it, some, there's a lot of stuff online as well. So sometimes the plays, you just restricted access, you can't get to see them, so you, just, yeah. <clears throat> you don't really get to see it. Whereas here, you can just jump on YouTube and watch various versions of it. So, you know, you can come in a little bit forewarned, I guess. That's
1: Did cool. anyone watch the film? Yes. A yes. couple of the films. There's been mm, a few three versions. Films. Mm. <laughs> three films. I've only seen one version. The which Colin is, Firth one? Yeah, and oh. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, they added in stuff. There was an original fourth act. Yeah. And they added in some things from there, which completely, it kind of changed the plot and the story. Yeah, but the flavour of it was kind of fun.
2: And that was my first exposure to it. It came out when I was seventh form, that film. Okay. And just fell in love because, I mean, Colin Firth, for one thing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: just just yeah. Colin Firth in, like a, in a white shirt. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not, not wet no this legs. time, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Pride and Prejudice
2: reference. <laughs> yeah. eh? especially for Tracy. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, she's she a fan. fan. Oh, she yeah. does not like
1: Pride no. and Prejudice. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Oh, see, now I need Weird. to get her on the show just so you we can really talk about Prime Prejudice. Uh, I mean, she's oh, wrong. she's wrong.
2: <laughs> see, I wasn't going to go quite that far live on air, but I'm glad you did.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm in two minds Prime Prejudice, I can take it or leave it. I've never read it. I oh, watched the, fun. Mm. A fun book. I that's fun. I watched so the good. BBC like the, the definitive se- version. Yeah, that, oh. I thought that was better than the Keira Knightley. And oh, 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 that's yeah, yeah, the yeah, only no. time yeah.
2: I've ever walked out of a film in the cinema. And if you know me and Ooh. who I am yes. and how many <laughs> movies I go to, <laughs> that tells you a lot. Okay,
1: <laughs> Jeez. we <we've laughs> hey,
2: point, yeah, same,
1: yeah. <laughs> now, now we're just dragging the Brontes. <laughs> 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 uh, I was just going to say, is there a play adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? Surely it must, be.
5: That must
3: be. I've not seen one.
1: I've not seen it. No. It'd be, I'd be love to. They'd be bloody long though. Yeah, yeah. It's a you lot know. Stuck to the Oscar Wilde, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running at the Gaslight Theatre um, until the second of uh, December with uh, seven thirty p.m. shows. And have you got any matinees left? We have got one. One more yeah. next Sunday. Next Sunday. Oh, I bet this show kills at a matinee. Like I bet it does well to matinee energy it was quite full on yeah. sunday yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they were good they were a good
3: audience hmm. so slightly less um, um tipsy than the first audience because the f- first audience had free bubbles so <laughs> 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 <Probably>.
1: <laughs> yeah but i feel like oscar wilde like oscar wilde hits whether you're tipsy or sober to be honest it's oh, just yeah. a different mm-hmm. kind of funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah, and that's what you get when you get different audiences finding different things funny. Because one of the things we had is we went into this not having played it to an audience and not knowing what the reactions were going to be and different things that people are going to laugh at and find funny. And it was different the two nights, for sure.
1: Mm. Um, did you guys feel any kind of level of pressure because it's such a classic and you guys hold the play in high regard? Like, you know, opening I night, did you? I
2: did. I mean, it's also the first time the Gaslight has ever done it. And the Gaslight's been around for, what, 70 years? Mm, so I think that. it's kind yeah. of illegal that they haven't done it yet. But here we are. So it's quite special.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's really refreshing, I think. And I'm about to probably drag a bunch of school kids. Um, <laughs> but, but to see this play being done, like, you know, by... Uh, by community theatre, by air quotes, grown ups, you know, not as an NCA like yeah, assessed yeah. piece. Completely. Yeah, completely. Um, because, yeah, I, I feel like the last time it would be done was like yonks ago at Rivoli. Like
2: uh, 15 uh, years ago, I think. I think it was for the 75th anniversary yeah. of Playbox. You had that so, fact
1: ready to go. Well, yeah.
2: I know <laughs> so many people who were in Do that production. They? I mean, your brother was in that production, I believe.
1: Oh, Jordan. Yeah true. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry, bro. Um, I also just want to uh, draw some attention to um, some correction uh, messages that I have received. <laughs> uh, no, I can't. Uh, friend of the show and of the family, Missy Mooney. Um, there are uh, pretty sure there is a play version of Pride and Prejudice. Excellent. Adaptation, I should say. Sign me up for Mrs. Bennett, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: oh, I, I love <laughs> the father role, so you know, I happily do that.
1: And then also, I, I said Bronte it's by Jane Austen. Yeah. <laughs> <Wasn't>
3: <laughs> no it.
1: I didn't want to.
3: Didn't yeah. want well, did to. You might have gone into the Bronte's, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have mean, got a whole Wuthering Heights I was just going to say, what are you a fan or not a fan? I have tried to read it five times. Okay. It's, it's, I'm determined to read it before I die, but I just can't get into it. Love the Kate Bush song. Yeah, I was
1: just... Can't (laughs) get into the book. i was just saying, listen to Kate Bush and it'll give you everything you need to (laughs) know. There's probably a play adaptation of that. But, I mean... I think there's a musical that
2: bombed really
1: badly. Of Wuthering Heights? I think so. Oh, no. That
2: that I'd watch. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Leave it to Kate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised there isn't actually a um, musical adaptation of this one. It'd be Chaos. I'd, I'd go watch it but not not, definitely you yeah. uh, know <laughs> yeah. it would be fun it would <laughs> but i mean i i want to take a step away from the importance of being earnest and um you know you guys have been alluding to how you've kind of gone from show to show to show this year um enlighten me so I th- i'm pretty sure i know what janine's been <laughs> up to because you has been on that to the ticket um calendar girls doubt Important being earnest And Manic monologues.: Manic Mollogs, how can I forget? Again, with your sister. <laughs> I, yeah, with Missy. I also worked on the Manic Monologs. I watched Janine every yeah. night.
2: Yeah, I even wore the same dress as my costume.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Go. I'm going to stop asking Janine things You now. just don't want me back
2: on the show, do you? <laughs>
1: um, Nigel.
3: I was trying to think back. Um, so the ones in a rose, so I did Anahira... Oh with yes, Wing Valley. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yes, I had some some guests on the show for that one.
3: Yeah, yeah so that was that was good. And then um, heavily involved in doing the panto at um, Gaslight. So I wrote that and was the baddie in that one. So that okay. was a whole heap of fun and just awesome working with the kids to put on yeah. decent shows and yeah, really good quality shows with kids is always fun. And then after that, what was this earlier this year? Was
2: well, you it, were sort of involved in Doubt. Yeah, I was helping
3: out in Doubt at the, the, the start of that. And then, you know, a break from that before this
0: one.
1: Okay. Hmm. So, not too busy. No. Yeah, there's one
3: before that. I was trying to remember there's another one because I was like ran into doing Anahero's like straight out of something else, but it's too far in the past now.
1: Keep him busy, guys. <laughs> yeah, if it's not in the, the last three months, no, then It doesn't it's, count. It doesn't no. count. No. And then, uh, Steph.
4: Uh, so I started the year with Oklahoma, mm. playing Edo Annie in that, which was fun.
1: Yeah, it was fun a great role. role.
4: Very fun role. Um, and then into the full Monty, also in Team which was, again, fun. Um, Just one extreme to the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i enjoyed that one because i got to throw a gnome at um steve who's the president of the gaslight (laughs) Theater.
1: (laughs) okay we've come full circle in a way i wasn't anticipating but (laughs) please continue so yeah that was
4: very enjoyable for me every night um throwing a gnome at him and then yeah straight into the importance of being earnest
1: how do you guys learn all the lines because there's crossover right so you've got like two shows in your head at once
4: so I started learning my lines for this while I was doing the Full Monty. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, when I was off stage, I was... Yeah, once one show is kind of in, you've got a little bit of room to play
2: with yeah. to start yeah. learning the next slot.
1: Yeah, but like, how long does it stay in? <laughs> that's, that's my thing. Because you know, I talk to people on that, The Ticket and they're like, the show, like, you know, it, it never
2: leaves them. Oh, I couldn't do Doubt at the no. moment. Like, if you asked me first line, I'd... No, complete blank. Okay. Yeah, fair. yeah I f- it's freed up that space.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a filing cabinet. You're it like, cool. Is. Into the recycling bin. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the thing. I think I've talked to you about this before, Janine, because Calendar Girls, you'd done that before, and I then you did a as a different time. character. As a different though, character. Yeah. So, did you have both characters at once? I did. I
2: did occasionally come in with Courtney's lines as Celia, forgetting that I was now playing Cora. Okay. <laughs> So that, that was a bit tricky.
1: Well, hey, if you're ever in it and the importance of being earnest again and you make it to Lady Bracknell... <laughs> one day, one day. We'll see what happens. Um, but actually, another question that I sometimes like to ask people is line learning, and especially because, you know, this one's got some, some meaty, frilly, lyric, l- lyrical lines. Um, like, what's your process?
3: Repetition.
1: Repetition? <laughs>
4: I write them down. You write them down? Yeah. No, doesn't okay. doesn't work for me. Does
3: it not? I try it once I suggest that and it's like, nah. So I've got an app which will play other people's lines and uh, yep. leave gaps and I just do that over and over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Junaid? Yeah.
2: How long have you got um, <laughs> I have a very complicated colour highlighting system i 'm very <laughs> of visual, you do. so I can close my eyes and see the page. so my lines are in pink, stage directions are in yellow, entrance and exits are in blue, and then when I get to the stage where it 's nearly scripts down and there are certain lines i don 't know, I go over those lines which are in pink, I go over them with yellow that then turn some orange and then I can sort of visually recall the page and a lot of repetition.
1: Blimey. I can't, I can't say. That's <laughs> terrifying. I thought the writing them down, because I've had people do the app <laughs> thing before, the writing them down, I'm like, that's new. I've ever had someone, like, write them backwards or something? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Or But Janine.
2: Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a very, very good husband who enjoys doing lines with me and is a complete ham and (laughs) like everyone in earnest has an amazing accent when Richard does it. It's the funniest (laughs) thing. So the humour layered on top of that also helps.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was going to say like I was before we went on air today I was talking to Steph about like you know I'm like are you from the UK or are you just super in character? <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like a full method. Yeah.
1: And, and she's like, nah, yeah, my, like I'm doing a different accent, but like you've got a home advantage. Yes. But I'm, I'm assuming, you know, all you guys are all doing the um, British accents for the show.
5: Hmm. Yes.
4: yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, mine came only very recently. I've been struggling with Miss Prism's okay. accent because I've had a horrendous year health-wise, really bad flu which left me with a lingering cough. And then COVID on top of that, which meant the cough still hasn't quite gone. So what I intended to do wasn't quite working vocally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I think it was just like last week, suddenly Miss Prism's yeah. voice appeared. Mm. So like on it's opening night? No, I mean, it was,
5: it was pre- pretty much. Preview, yeah. I yeah. think.
2: Oh,
1: crock <laughs> okay.
2: Kind of yeah. surprising.
1: Yeah, it surprised me too. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, (laughs) well I think I'm going to keep going with surprises Um, and Janine you might know what I'm referring to it's time for Rick's Pick excellent so um, I've got a segment on the show called Rick's Pick because basically I have an Uncle Rick and he's a great listener of music great listener of radio not sure if he's an Oscar Wilde fan I'll have to check with him but um, when he found out I was studying that's the ticket here on Free FM he was like okay Hannah I'm going to give you a list of songs and every week we can play Rick's Pick and every week we have and as I say I like to go on theme he didn't have any bangers from 1895, <laughs> <laughs> um, but now this is going to be weird. But um, he has a song by XTC um, called "Making Plans for Nigel." Yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's doing my my anthem. Really? <clears throat> yeah.
1: Okay, no, cause okay, I yeah. was going to say, I'm like, do you even know this oh, song? Yeah, sorry, I don't know this song. But I'm just like, I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, oh, cool. Why like what's, what's going to work? And then no, I just no, saw Nigel, and I'm like, when else am I going to play this song?
5: It's
1: not a chance. So, um, Nigel. <laughs> awesome, thank you. <laughs> I dedicate this to you, but <laughs> I also dedicate it to um, Uncorrect because it's his pick. So cheers, um, so Rick. It's like he knew I was going <laughs> to have a Nigel on that. The second one, he's like, "It's going to happen." But uh, enjoy some XTC. Was this week's Rick's pick uh, making plans for Nigel? Um, what do you reckon, Nigel? Oh, it
3: was a good blast from the past for me there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's very polite. <laughs> he's just like, oh, of course you do doing But, um, you know, once again, like, well, I say once again, because I don't know if I've thanked you guys on here yet, but um, thanks for putting up with me so far. (laughs) I feel like it's been a blast. We've covered a a lot of ground in a short amount of time, I feel. We really have. Um, You know, (laughs) Oscar Wilde, Shakespeare.
3: Brontes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unintentional Brontes when I met Jane Austen. Like, hey, I do it all. I I try and reach many audiences. But um, talking on the topic of reaching audiences... um, The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde, featuring these three lovely humans and some more local legends, uh, is running at the Gaslight Gaslight Theatre right now. Tickets are available on the Gaslight Theatre website. I will put a link up to tickets with the podcast of this episode, so uh, give the Vets the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page cheeky like. Um, For that reason and just for my ego, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, get your tickets. Um, Now, I would say, if you're not driving, because they're selling pretty quick. Um, They're about two-thirds sold out of the whole season. So, like, come on, just get to it. You won't regret it. Um, But I want to, you know, be my cheeky self and um, ask a question that I like to ask guests at the end of the show, which is, um, you know, obviously you guys are working on the importance of being earnest right now. But is there anything else on the books? Anything you can gossip about? (laughs) It's just me and maybe a few (laughs) listeners.
2: Well, I feel like you and I have a little bit of shtick when I'm on the show. Um, Yes, I do have something, but I can't tell you about it yet. (laughs) Janine? Janine. It's our thing, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But I can say that it will be on in the Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival. Sweet. And eight-year-old Janine is just beside herself with happiness that this is finally
3: happening. So you so. can't talk about it, and there's, like, so many clues.
1: If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the, cl- the the clues. I'm all about getting the inside scoop, okay? But, if um, you can work it out from that, I, w- I will be impressed. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, Nigel, anything on the books?
3: No, I'm travelling for a couple of months. So I've got a nice break doing nothing, although well, I'm trying to write things and always but i'm always trying to write things so it's that's nothing new um nothing planned although i have got some auditions this weekend
1: oh okay for something break a leg <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'm stiff anything on the
4: box um not theater but music wise oh yeah because i'm also in hamilton civic choir so i should give oh. a quick little plug um Please we've got a concert coming up on the 9th of that, December. That's at um, St. Peter's Cathedral, yes. eh?
1: Yes, yeah. Oh gosh, what's it called?
5: Oh,
4: oh. oh gosh. <laughs> um um
1: <whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Steph's show. man, um, <laughs> That's that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Something about worlds. Yes. <laughs> I know I know because I saw it on H Live. I saw it listed on there. Um don't worry, I'll put the link up. It's <laughs> really good music.
4: And and there's some also some uh audience participation carols in there for christmas oh, okay so. so
3: is it all carols is it all no. Christmas no no
4: um it, it is all sort of christmas themed okay but um the big work and it's called snow angel which mm. is five pieces which is very pretty um but yeah, so i've got that coming up and i'm also singing in the arts festival next year Ooh, but okay. i don't know i don't know if i can talk about that <laughs> <laughs> okay um, and then some
1: auditions, but... Okay, so nice and but. chill. Um, yeah. <laughs> back to yeah, we're back. are taking a break. You guys. <laughs> yeah, a break. She'll, she'll take the off, public holidays off yeah. on Christmas, <laughs> Boxing Day <laughs> and New Year's Day. Other than that, uh, books are full. But, I mean, I guess now I'm going to take the mic back and talk about upcoming events because I normally do a little list. So you guys can just have a chill. Um, interrupt if you want. But... Um, Coming up around the place in no particular order over at Gaslight Theatre in Cambridge. The importance of being earnest is running until the 2nd of December. More info and tickets at gaslight.nz. Over at The Meteor, The Drowsy Chaperone is running uh, from the 23rd to the 25th of November with 7.30pm shows and they've got a 2pm matinee. More info and tickets at themeteor.co.nz. Riverley Theatre have the iconic Footloose running until the 9th of December. Uh, More info on tickets are available at iTicket, but you'll want to be quick because that one is almost sold out, I think. Um, Hamilton Musical Theatre, uh, who operate out of Riverly Theatre, uh, have recently opened up auditions for their production of Sweeney Todd in 2024. Auditions will be running in February 2024, and um, more details and bookings can can be made at hamiltonmusicaltheatre.co.nz. And uh, last but not least, I'd like to shamelessly plug myself. Uh, I'm very pleased to be taking part in the Salvation Army's Kick for a Cause on the 26th of November. I'll be joining some familiar faces and uh, friends of the show um, from around Kitikiri to play in a charity football match. Uh, full details and donations can be made at Um Yeah, a bit of a mix in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I guess before I play us out with another vaguely on theme banger, um, I've got a new segment, and I don't know if you've been on for this one. I don't
2: think I have. I'm intrigued.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've spent the last, you know, little while getting the inside scoop, having you guys spill the tea on the show. There's a lot of tea in the show. There is a lot of tea in in the show. And so now I want (laughs) to ask you guys here on TTT, how do you take your tea? If you're going to well, have a cup of tea. I have had tea. this one. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because mm. I disappoint you and say, I don't like that's tea.
1: right.
5: <laughs> I, I like
1: shocking. coffee. I was hoping that there'd been some character, you know, development. Nope. Mm. So what do, you, what do you drink on stage, not tea then? Oh, uh, well, if I'm... <laughs> uh, it's peach iced tea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think I started that at the Gaslight because I refused to drink tea. But I <laughs> liked the, the Lipton's peach iced tea. Okay. And so I think that's become the staple now.
1: Right. Do we have any... Um, proper grown-ups who drink tea (laughs) (laughs) elsewhere in the studio. Yeah, I drink black tea.
4: Oh, okay. Unless I'm back home and then people always put milk in it. Mm. All right. Uh, You don't just ask them not to? It's easier to just take it with the milk. Okay. Honestly.
6: (laughs)
1: Is there any sugar involved or are you just straight tea? Just straight tea unless I'm hungover. Um, Okay. Then you put a little bit of sugar in it? Yeah. Earl Grey or just like... English breakfast. Oh, a woman after my own heart. (laughs) Mm. Nigel?
3: Um, my morning routine involves like a four-tea bag cup of tea.
1: Four tea bags? Wow. Four
3: tea bags, yeah.
1: Is, is a Dilma extra strong not enough? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it is
3: made with a Delma extra strong. Four yeah, of them. Four of them. Four and of it's them. A, it's a big, you know, big cup,
1: but yeah. You're giving my uncle Rick a run for his money because he has the most disgusting tea known to man, and that it is very strong, and he literally has like the idea of milk. Like a drop of milk. So it just looks awful. But like I'll I'll make it for him and he'll be like, That's perfect and I'm like, it looks disgusting and it's like it looks how it meant it is supposed to.
2: I feel I should further incriminate myself and yeah, let's go. mention that I am half Sri Lankan and my cousin literally runs a tea factory. <laughs> <laughs> but I do collect teacups and teapots for my friends who come to visit yeah, and then drink say. the tea.
1: what do they do just sit there pretty much or do you just drink other things out of it
2: no I need a nice massive coffee mug a coffee bowl if possible
1: (laughs) okay just everything you have said to Jade I'm never going to be on the show again no but I'll happily have Nigel and any anytime but um, I guess all that's left to say is thank you again um break a leg for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I'm going to end the show uh, with another banger. Uh, it's a song by Miley Cyrus. Uh, it's called Wildflowers. <laughs> oh, <that'd be> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a cover, but it's, it's a mean cover. And, um, you know, I think last time I had Janine on, I played a Miley Cyrus cover of Jolene.
2: You did, so you Which know I didn't hold against you.
1: No, but, um, <laughs> a of words. What? but again, now, now it's a messy end to the show. Yeah. But um, to my lovely listeners, uh, you can be back. Bet that I will be back, and um, you can bet that I will not, <laughs> Janine, never again. But um, yeah, until then, Martuwa Etifano.
5: Let your heart be your guide, and then you deserve the deepest look of